Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast. We are so happy that you've joined us today. We have a very special guest talking about annulments and divorce. And what are they? Because many people know that you cannot get divorced in the Catholic Church and remarried unless you have an annulment. It's indispensable. A Catholic cannot get remarried unless they have an annulment. And so what is an annulment? And many people complain about this. They have a vendetta against the church saying, why won't the church allow this? That's not fair. That's why I left the Catholic church. That's why I don't want to be Catholic and so on and so on. But we don't realize that it was Jesus himself in Matthew chapter 19 who said that a person cannot get divorced and remarried without committing adultery. And so it's Jesus himself who came up with this, and it's just the Catholic Church who upholds it. Now, some people will say that, well, annulments are too expensive or they're too hard to get, while others say that they're too easy to get and they're given out like candy, they're given out like water. So what's the difference? Still others will say, well, Catholic annulments are like Catholic divorce. I mean, so if you could just get a divorce through an annulment, why not just allow divorce? And there's a lot of great questions people have. And to welcome to the show... Uh, Felix Menendez, we want to welcome him because he is a canon lawyer and he is going to answer all of our questions on this. Felix Menendez was born in Spain. He obtained an STL with a specialty in moral theology and a JCD from the Ecclesiastical University in Spain and a master's degree in international relations from Catholic University in Germany. He has worked for many years as a translator from Italian, German, French, and English translating it into Spanish. So he knows a lot of languages. He's a, a very smart, intelligent man. Felix is now working as a judge at a metropolitan tribunal of the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Atlanta. He has recently published a series of videos entitled How to Get an Annulment on YouTube, both in English and in Spanish. So we are excited to have Felix joining us on this show today. Jesus himself taught that divorce is not possible because God himself created marriage. And he created two souls who, when they get married, they come together as one whole person, like one soul. So God sees them as one. And Jesus himself said that what God has joined together, no man can separate. No man can put asunder, meaning you can't throw marriage aside and you can't go get divorced and remarried to someone else because Jesus said it's adultery, which is one of the most serious sins in the world. In fact, mm -hmm. Jesus puts it on par with murder and witchcraft. Like it's a serious- Idolatry. There are the three yeah. traditional big sins of Israel, right? Idolatry, murder, and fornication. Exactly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we were just yeah. talking about um, the different- the differences between annulments and mm -hmm, divorce. Mm -hmm. Divorce mm -hmm. meaning you want to put someone away because you don't want to be with them anymore for whatever reason. And annulments saying that, well, the marriage never happened in God's eyes. There was no marriage because certain um, 
indicators need to be met. Certain things need to be met in mm-hmm, order for mm-hmm. a marriage to be sacramental in God's eyes. Mm-hmm. And if it is sacramental, oh, you're whoa, stuck whoa, for life. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, there. Let me stop you right there. Thank you. That's why you're the expert. That, uh, sacramental is not the same as valid. Okay. Can you okay. explain the difference? Yeah, yeah, sure. Thank so, you. Let me read to you from, from, the, from the Code of Canon Law, okay? This is right. a very, very um, a boring law. <laughs> it's Canon 1055, okay? The matrimonial covenant, so this contract, okay? The matrimonial covenant by which a man and a woman establish between themselves a partnership of the whole life and which is ordered by its nature to the good of the spouses and the procreation and education of the offspring has been raised by Christ the Lord to the dignity of a sacrament between the baptized. Okay, so you have two levels. You have the, the natural level, which is what every man and woman are naturally oriented towards. Okay, so we, we are uh, sexual beings. We... We are, uh, uh, um, we are called to procreation. We, we want, we, 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 since puberty, everything awakens in you and, and, and sex is calling. And then, whoa, what's going on, right? The hormones, you're crazy, then more mature, but, but this accompanies you throughout your life, okay? So this uh, um, expresses itself naturally in this contract that we call marriage. What is marriage? What is marriage? Aside from the spiritualizations and, and nice poems and, and, and Hollywood movies, okay? What is marriage, uh, technically speaking? Marriage is a contract celebrated between a man and a woman who agree hmm, to say, okay, we are going to have sex with each other, exclusively with each other, and we're going to be together until death do us part to take care of our children. And that is marriage. That is what we know marriage throughout the world, all cultures, and, and the church calls this natural marriage, okay? In the sense that, yeah, it's what people do. I mean, it's what people do. I mean, and I think that the, uh, uh, an amazing proof that this is true is that people are still getting married today. I mean, in this world where, where everything and everyone tells you not to do it, right? right. Tell, no, but are you crazy in Spain? <laughs> are you crazy? Are you mad? People still get married, of course, in much smaller numbers than, than a few decades ago. But still today, people are getting married because yeah. we feel this. We feel this natural tendency. We want to say to another human being, I want to grow old by your side. All these things are natural. They, they come to us, okay? So what, what we call the sacrament of marriage is nothing else than this natural contract this this beautiful natural force within us okay in, in, in us humans that christ has raised to the dignity of a sacrament when the two spouses are baptized so um, for instance if a catholic marries a buddhist that marry and the buddhist was never baptized their marriage is not a sacrament but it's valid. It's a valid marriage. They are not fornicating. They are, they are married. They, 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 they are husband and wife. So validity is not the same as sacramentality. So one thing is for a marriage to be sacramental, like I think our marriages are, thank God, <laughs> right? And a, another thing is whether 
uh, a marriage, a given marriage, sacramental or not, was valid or invalid. So if a marriage is not valid, mm -hmm. it's possible to get an annulment? Is that right, what you're right. saying? Exactly. But if it's <clears throat> But if it is valid and people are two people are validly married, mm -hmm. um, they can't get divorced and they can't get remarried. Is that what you're saying? Um, so I, as a, as a judge of the Catholic Church, I got to say that no one should divorce. Correct. <laughs> That's what I should say. Um, how I mean, is, uh, we yeah. had already mentioned like, you know, mm -hmm. if there was like something serious, like if you're being abused in your marriage, like you're being physically beaten or something, obviously God, you know, if po all possible, wouldn't want you to stay in that marriage, you know, but mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. all just about you know every case we shouldn't be getting divorced but even if we do we yeah we can't get remarried if it's a valid marriage it's impossible without uh -huh, committing uh -huh, adultery uh -huh. right okay there are several topics in there uh yes um and okay so the first one is uh divorce okay the the, the church uh, has always thought since divorce starts appearing with modernity and the, and the modern state tries to put it's dirty hands in our private lives. And of course, marriage is so important. They immediately try to do it. The church has always said, stop putting your hands in our marriages. Okay, our marriages are sacraments and the sacraments are only for the church. Don't do that. This is us. Okay, but the state, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and they kept doing it. So in no case should a priest or, or, or anyone who speaks in the name of the, of the church recommend someone to get a divorce in no mm -hmm. case however this is complicated etc for instance in the united states because of the relationships between the united the, the, the states and the church um, the tribunals of the church have the custom to request uh, a decree of divorce before they get into the proceedings of uh, declaration of nullity just not to get into trouble with the state okay because we could you know, falling cases of bigamy or whatever. So to be on the safe side, American tribunals, so far as I know, they usually request uh, a decree of divorce beforehand. Okay, so first you go through the divorce proceedings and then we will consider your annulment. In Spain, that's not like that, of course. This marriage was declared invalid by the authority of the church and we believe that this authority is valid. We, we recognize the authority of the church too. Uh, the second thing uh, is the the typical case of those who are suffering violence uh, inside of the home or who are living in, 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 in very dire situations, okay? And of course, the, the natural thing, what we all think is, is, especially if there is a danger to your integrity, whatever, get, get out, separate, but physical distance between, between you and her, between you and him, okay? Of course, uh, absolutely. Actually, in the Code of Canon Law, there is um, so so there, there are norms on how to do separations. Okay, no one does this, but but it could be done. I mean, somewhere a couple of spouses who have no doubt to the validity of their marriage, but don't want to live together anymore, and then they can come to the authority on the, of the church, and 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 that can be instructed in an administrative procedure. That that is a, a possibility. And for instance, in case of uh, adultery. Now, in the case of someone who's being beaten and the children are in danger or something like that, um, can't they just go on, move on, find a better person and live a better life? Well, it depends. 
and, and, and I know this is not fashionable to say, but come on. <laughs> Here, you and I are, are not uh, precisely people who love to say what people want to hear, right? Um, we are Christians, and sometimes the only way for a Christian is the heroic way. So sometimes there is no middle way between being a martyr and a hero and, and being a bad person. Sometimes it's like the, the few times in your life, usually this happens only a, a few times in your life, but this happens. Sometimes life comes to you and say, okay, what are you going to do? Are you going to lose money, your reputation, lose your health, your, or are you going to do it the easy way? Okay. And, and, and sometimes, and I know it's dramatic, it's horrible to tell to a person who's um, suffered from their spouse, um, to tell them, you know what, you are actually married to him or to her. You cannot uh, live with a different person. And uh, I, so I, me, I know this is very harsh. And I let, let me finish this. Yes, let me. I, this is very harsh. I've been crying shoulder to shoulder with people in situations like this. So, so I, I I know what I'm talking about, and I understand this is a very tough message. But sometimes you gotta look at the cross and look at the destroyed body of Christ, who's the spouse, who's the groom of mankind who were us, who were there spitting him and, and, and torturing him and killing him. Sometimes you got to love your enemy. And, and I think that in marriage, this is particularly true. For us who are living in a, in a happy marriage, but sometimes our spouses become our enemies and you got to love your enemy, even though you're mad, even though you're... And sometimes the situation is way worse. It's a very dire, difficult situation. And it, it, it breaks you to say to someone who said, you know, I am a good Christian. I never knew and I married in good faith and I cannot live with this person anymore. He beat me. She was abusing me, she, whatever, whatever it is. And, and, and to tell to these people, well, you there is no option for you. We've tried. We've tried to find reasons for, for a declaration of nudity, but nothing comes up. As far as we know, you are married to this abuser. You are married to this person. So let's try to explain that so people, because people might be a little yeah. bit confused right now on like, well, how would that be? So it brings up a couple of questions. But first, let me just say that Many of the saints experienced this too. Like St. Rose of Lima, I believe, comes to mind. She had a mm -hmm. uh, husband who was an atheist, not a very nice guy. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. she stayed with him the whole time and ended up <clears throat> converting him on his deathbed. And her sons, who were just as mean and angry and abusive as he mm -hmm. was. And she became Saint Monica, a Monica, right? Yes, Saint Monica. Many saints have mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately mm -hmm. gone through this. But um, so what does it take... You, you keep saying that sometimes, you know, you are in a bad marriage, you don't like your marriage, but you're validly married, meaning mm -hmm. you're fully married in God's eyes, the two can't be separated. Mm -hmm. But then you're saying that uh, it seems like, well, okay, well, sometimes it's the marriages we discover, 
because of one problem or another or because of one um, thing or another, they're not actually valid. And you yeah. can um, realize that, well, what an annulment is saying is that there was never a marriage to begin with. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is really confusing sometimes, but I think for me, the one of the easiest ways to understand this is certain um, things which you can correct me on need to be met. Mm-hmm. One, you yeah. need to have freedom. Freedom. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to make your own choice. Mm-hmm. It has to be for life. You have to be open for children. You, you mm-hmm. can go through this list in more detail, but the point is certain items need to be met. And mm-hmm. I remember hearing the story of Britney Spears. And uh, Britney Spears okay. ended up getting married and because she got drunk uh, the night before at a party. And she ended up uh, waking in the morning with a wedding ring on her finger and she apparently got married, doesn't remember anything. And wow. we would obviously say that was not a marriage right. because it wasn't free. She didn't choose it. She was, mm-hmm. doesn't even remember anything. That's not a real marriage. No That's marriage took marriage, place, right? even though she may have gone through the ceremony, said the words, there are certain things that need to be said in order for marriage to exist yeah. in God's yeah. eyes. Yeah. So <clears throat> if these things aren't met, people can get an annulment. And what an annulment says is that these conditions were never met. So maybe you could help explain it to people a little bit more detail. What, what are some of these things that need to be met? Mm-hmm. And how do you know if you've met them or not? Yeah, yeah, pretty um, good. Well, product placement, you can look it up in my videos, <laughs> how to get an annulment or como obtener la nulidad in, in YouTube. Um, they are available maybe not very easy to find i don't know if we can share with the followers a link or something yeah, if you give me the links i'll put them all down in the show description below okay. for sure okay thank you and um okay let's let's see there are three things okay three main groups of things that can make a marriage invalid there are three three things okay the first one is the canonical form um Catholics, in order to get married and to get validly married, need to get married before their pastor. It's more complicated than that. It's the pastor or the bishop or a, a priest, deacon, uh, or a bishop, presbyter, or deacon who, who have been delegated to, to, to officiate the wedding. Okay. So you're but saying that it's not do a that, real you marriage are not if they get married. married on the beach or on the mountaintop or something. It's not a, a real mm-hmm. marriage. Right? And not necessarily. You okay. can, you are not supposed to do that. Okay. Uh, but it's not a requisite for validity. So getting married inside of the church, of the, of the, of the, the physical building of the, of, the, of the temple, that's not mandatory for validity. For validity, uh, what we call the canonical form is that uh, you have there this officiant, this the, the qualified assistant that we call the, 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 the priest of the, of the parish in which the marriage is celebrated, and two witnesses, two people who, they don't need to be uh, Christian, they, they can be just be two people who are coming by there. Can you please, like for instance, let's imagine an emergency marriage in a hospital. Right, and and the chaplain is there. The person is sick, and immediately he gets two people who I don't know, a doctor and a nurse who were there, and 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 that's a canonical form. Okay. okay. But if if you don't do that and you are Catholic, you are not getting married. Okay. So many people speak of civil marriage as 
almost, I would say, a, a, a preliminary stage of getting married. <laughs> so and I see that a lot here uh, in the United States, a lot between um, in, in many um, Hispanic countries and uh, all over America, I don't know, from Mexico, Colombia, you hear this, no, I got married civilly. And, and, and it's like there are two marriages, no? this one and, and the other one. For us, I mean, in the eyes of the church, which, ha which is a, um, a sovereign system of law, which has its own institutions, older than any of the institutions of the current countries of the world, by the way, <laughs> to us, if a Catholic doesn't get married in the canonical form, that is not a marriage. Okay, we say he's civilly married to make us understood, but we don't believe that this Catholic is married. He's single. He's living with someone who's not married to, but, but they are not married because for Catholics to be married, they need to do that in front of the, of the priest. Okay, and that is what we call the canonical form. This okay. canonical form was imposed by the Council of Trent. You know, back in the day, it was possible to get married uh, privately. Actually, okay. if, if you read uh, the Quixote, you know Don Quixote, the famous Spanish literature book, there are many cases of men who were in love, like four or so um, in the book, of men who were in love with the woman, and they are asking, they are asking, they are asking, and finally, she considered, okay, okay, let's, let's do it. Um, but because they understood that that was a marriage. I mean, by having sex with someone you are engaged to, you are getting married. So be, this, this is not at all what we have today. But back in the day, it was so. Okay? You, you get what I right, got, what I'm you going? Had said, yeah? You had said earlier that if you wanted a, uh, a true marriage, it just marriage in general is having sex with someone, but also being committed to them for life and making mm -hmm, that commitment mm -hmm. to them and having children with them and promising to raise those children. Now, anybody could get civilly married, right? You said, but it takes more to be sacramentally married. No, 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 Civilly and sacramentally are not the same either Correct. because protestants okay they protestants protestants uh, thank yep. you they get sacramentally married when they marry civilly okay Correct. so yes. two lutherans that's true they celebrate a completely civil wedding and, and they are married and we catholics believe that that marriage if all conditions are met is valid and because they are baptized their marriage is a sacrament and it is a civil marriage and so canonical form is for us catholics okay, so okay. we need to undergo the canonical form in order to get married okay and that's the first of the three sources of nullity the second one is the impediments which are uh, laws of the church that make invalid a marriage that otherwise would have been valid um, in the sense that the consent given by the spouses is sufficient. You, the act of the will of the party who says, okay, I want to marry you, I want, that is enough for a marriage to be celebrated. But in order to protect some goods, to avoid dangers, so let me give you an example. Um, cousins. Okay. Cousins cannot be validly married if they don't have a dispensation okay, because of the impediment of consanguinity. 
um, siblings. Siblings can never get married because of the impediment of consanguinity. And you say, yeah, but what's the problem? Why cannot two siblings get married? Right? Well, there are reasons, quite important, by the way, and we know them now thanks to genetics, especially good, reasons why getting married um, in, in, in with, with relatives so close is bad for, for a society, right? So in order to protect that good, the church says, okay, we are going to make these marriages invalid. Well, the, the marriage between siblings is not uh, invalid because the church says so. It's, it's because of natural law. But for instance, um, and you have, a, a, okay, one impediment that discriminates us men <laughs> is the impediment uh, of um, rapto, we say in Spanish. So uh, when, when, when abduc abduction. So if a woman is abducted, she cannot validly marry her captor until she's taken away from him and put in a safe place. So if she's abducted and because of the S Stockholm syndrome falls in love with the raptor, with the, the man who took her, uh, she, even if she goes ahead and gives her, her um, consent, that marriage is not valid. Okay? And those are impediments and they right, are 12. she needs to be able to give she needs to be able to uh, get married freely nobody can be forced or coerced mm -hmm. to be married but mm -hmm. and if they are like uh, let's say an arranged marriage like in the hindu indian society that that would be uh annul that would be mm -hmm. able to be annulled because there wasn't a free choice involved correct not necessarily no no not necessarily no, no. <laughs> this is a very. Well, that's difficult why I'm thing. asking. That's why I'm asking because <laughs> you're yeah, the yeah. expert. Thank you. No, no. It's because um, I always thought there had to be like yeah. a freedom. You had to be able to choose marriage. Yes, yes, and that's true. But um, throughout history, marriages have been arranged. I remember uh, my grandma, God rest her soul, who had this, you know, wisdom pills, and used to say, "Back in the day when marriages were arranged, people were happier." <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, to be honest, this thing that we do now of deciding who you want to marry because of love is, 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 is fairly new. It's fairly new in, okay. in history. Um, I had a friend in Spain who was very close with the Syrian. Um, I mean, he was already born and raised in Spain, but his family was from Syria. And his wedding was arranged. And my friend, of course, was like, man, are you are you okay with this? And, and he said, yeah, because I, I mean, they are Muslim, it's their tradition. And he said, my mother loves me and my mother knows more about women and about marriage than I do. So I trust her to choose a good wife for me. Okay. That, so that is a valid marriage because he's because accepting he it. Accepted mm -hmm. it. Exactly. Okay. That makes it sense. would be invalid if I tell you, Brian, I am your father and you're going to marry this woman. And you, I don't want you shut up and you go, that is invalid. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good mm -hmm. distinction. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And in here, in the case of the, of the abduction, um, I am talking about a particular case in which is what we call the Stockholm syndrome. You know, people who are abducted and, and develop emotions towards their captors is a very common thing to happen. Correct, yeah. So even if you are brainwashed and you really want to marry this guy, okay, so she's like, so, oh my God, he's so strong, he's so wonderful, he's amazing, I want to marry you. And they get married. Even if she was 
quote unquote freely. We know it a lot about freedom and, and it's complicated, but, but she was giving that act of her will that makes a marriage. The church says, okay, but we have these special laws for very special cases and this is one of them and you are not married. Like for instance, the uh, impediment of age, which are outrageously low, but this because of history, it's a universal thing for many different cultures, etc. So, uh, chil uh, children, I was going to say, so, yeah, children. <laughs> for us, they are children. In different cultures, they are not so much, like, but um, girls under 14 and boys under 16 cannot get married. And that doesn't matter, oh, no, but they are from these place where they are very mature and this is completely normal. Doesn't matter. Oh, but these are special kids. Doesn't matter. I don't care. Their marriages are invalid. Interesting. Okay? And, mm -hmm. and those really are what we call impediments because they impede your marriage from becoming real. So if any of these conditions are met, then you don't have a real marriage. So when someone gets an annulment, you're not saying, oh, I'm just getting divorced because I want to separate from this guy. What we're saying is that the marriage was never a marriage to begin with. And mm -hmm, we're declaring mm -hmm. that there was no marriage, which is why mm -hmm. you're able to remarry um, in that case, as opposed to if you were validly married, then mm -hmm. there's no remarriage for that. Now, let me ask you a quick question because okay. mm -hmm. I've heard this too. Is What about um, is being uh, open to life in necessary in a catholic marriage and if you're not open to life is that an impediment uh for marriage as well uh-huh yeah that's a good question and that is one of the most typical grounds of the third group of reasons for marriages to be invalid which are the defects of consent and and those are the most common by the way i mean the, the first two lack of form and impediments are not very common. You can take a look in my videos. I explain everything in detail, but um, I mean, I give examples so that helps, like from movies, etc. See, this is uh, the case with uh, this impediment. Uh, the third group, which is the, the big one, okay, where, where most marriages which are declared invalid fall in this category, um, they, they are the, the, the defects of consent. Okay, marriage is made by an act of the will, which we call consent. It is what we express to the words of consent. Okay, the yes, I do. But what really matters is not what you say; it's what you think. Okay, um, is the act of your of your will is is that volition? If you want to get married, then you're getting married. Maybe you are saying yes, I do, but you are under under pressure, as you were saying before. Maybe someone has threatened with killing you if you don't get married. Okay, then there is a, a defect in your consent, a lack of, of the freedom. Um, there are different grounds in this regard. You have incapacities, you have exclusions, you have the errors. And again, product placement, I explain everything in my videos. Within the exclusions, you have the exclusion of children. So, or, or to be more accurate, the exclusion of the offspring. And, and this nudity happens when people want to avoid children completely or partially, but they want, they have the determination to do so. So it's not a not want, it's a want not. It's, uh, it's, if you don't think about it, I didn't think about children, then you're, you're getting validly married. If you never spoke about the issue, we'll see. That is a valid marriage. Okay. 
However, if you say at the time of the wedding, I want to marry you, but I don't want to have children with you. And if we need to have children, I don't want to marry you. That marriage, of course, is invalid. And it's invalid because your, your consent is not whole. There is an element which is essential to marriage because marriage, what is marriage? A union between a man and a woman to have children and raise them together. So if you want to take out, not only you don't think about that, no, no, you want to take out that from your consent, you're not agreeing to marriage anymore. You're agreeing to a thing that you came up with. Okay. Great. No, thank you. This explains everything really well. So um, again, uh, if you're validly married, you mm -hmm. can't get divorced. And if all the credentials are met and, you know, you, 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 cannot, you cannot obtain a dissolution, excuse me, a declaration of nullity of your marriage. Divorce, I explained from the beginning, is a civil thing. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what Correct. you do with... But you can't get an annulment, yeah. meaning you're married for life. Okay, right. Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. stuck, as yeah. we keep saying. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. However, if some of these conditions aren't met, meaning you're forced to get married when you don't want to against your will, mm -hmm. or if you're not open to life, or, you know, there's other things as well that I'm sure you explain in your videos, which I will mm -hmm. link down below and people can see, then we're saying that there was no marriage. And that's why you're allowed to remarry in a sense, but you're not remarrying. You're getting married for the yeah, first exactly. time because you, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. you weren't married in the first place, yeah, but there yeah. are people. So to the to people out there, maybe some of you out there in the audience watching this right now or listening to it uh, through this podcast, maybe you are in a marriage that you don't want to be in and you think maybe it's invalid in some way and maybe you can get an annulment or maybe you realize it is valid, you know, and you have questions. I would ask you to, first of all, to, you know, seek a priest and, you know, get help and mm -hmm. ask, talk to a priest uh, because the church wants to help you as Felix was saying earlier with whatever situation you're in, you know, they want to try to help as much as possible, mm -hmm. but, uh, also check out Felix's videos too, because, you know, he'll answer every single question you, you possibly have. But yeah. the, the issue is, you know, I, I just want to say that this is why marriage is no joke. You don't just get mm -hmm. married, especially if you're fearful. Oh, well, I might not get married someday. I'm just going to marry this person because this is all I can get. If that's a valid marriage, that's all you're going to get. And you're not going to get anything better. You don't mm -hmm. want to get married out of fear. You don't want to get married out of guilt. You don't want to get married uh, to the wrong person because it's a valid marriage. You're stuck for life. Because remember, two people getting married in God's eyes become one flesh. Jesus mm -hmm. said two mm -hmm. souls become one and you can't get rid of them. There's no mm -hmm. way to separate them because they're one in God's eyes. Mm -hmm. And so what I think, just to summarize here, that what Mr. Menendez is saying, is that the annulment is saying that they're not two people splitting up. We're saying there was no marriage to begin with. So yeah. that when you yeah, get they married, never got getting married really together time. in the first place. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, that's what a declaration of nudity. And actually, you could get a declaration of nudity for any other legal act that you do in your life, like a, a, a purchase. Okay? You could go to the judge and say, hey, I was fooled into believing that this was an iPhone and this is not an iPhone. So this person, can you declare the nullity of, I mean, we don't do that because, I mean, marriage is very special, but it, many times justice in, in different legal systems declares this, this act was not valid. This was an invalid act. Therefore, that's a very, that's a very good example. Reformed.
absolutely. And yeah, very good example. By the way, there is one thing that worries a lot to many people, especially here in the United States, um, in my experience. Sure. Uh, they, they are afraid of getting a declaration of nudity because they don't want their children to be bastards. Mm. That's, that's, to me, it was a surprise, but now I keep, I keep hearing that. And uh, um, first of all, uh, being, uh, I mean, a bastard, which is such an ugly word, right? I mean, we don't use it as an insult in Spanish. That's probably why <laughs> I wouldn't call anyone bastard. It seems like I'm from the 19th century. <laughs> you bastard. That's true. <laughs> no, no, no. Bastardo. <laughs> no, no. So uh, first of all, uh, how many children are born out of wedlock? nowadays so that's that's the first one second it has no legal consequence no moral consequence whatsoever i mean there is no you you don't have any kind but but most importantly they are not bastards okay they are not and that must be taught because children born in putative marriages are not bastards and it's not the same and, and, and that's why I wanted to, to make this position, is not the same uh, to be uh, uh, completely single in the sense I, I never married. This is my first marriage in my life. That, that to have had a putative, which in Latin means something that you think, but it's not true, a marriage that I thought in good faith that was valid. Right. Of course. And, 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 and if there are children who have suffered the separation, that they have enough suffering. And, and there is... That this is important okay, for anyone who's out there considering uh, getting a, 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 well, an annulment or to, to, to put their affairs in order. Don't be afraid because of these. No one is going to call anything to your children. They are not going to be less. They are not going to. Yeah, on the contrary, I mean, if you, if, you, if, you, if you really have the need to do this in the eyes of God and, and, and you really think that this is what you got to do, and, and you failed in, in, in what was once the most important project in your life, and you want to put your affairs in order. As Brian was saying, uh, consult with a priest. Uh, I, I don't know because, I mean, priests are not canonists. And, and many times they, they, I mean, it's not like they know everything. Sometimes we want them to, to, to know everything. In my experience, sometimes sometimes they are a little too daring, like saying, "Oh, your marriage is invalid. Don't worry, you just can't." And whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, father, relax. <laughs> it's right. more complicated than that. I mean, usually what priests do is, they, okay, let's talk. They, they they heal, they listen, they take care, and they orient you towards the tribunal to to go. That that's usually the place you gotta go. Okay, and either you know a canonist. And of course, if, if they want to watch my videos, write questions down there, I am happy to answer, uh, of course. Uh, but in general, the, the general advice is go to a tribunal. So check out which is your diocese tribunal and, and write to them and, and call them and say, hey, I got this case. What do I need to do? Right. And, and right, a priest diocese is organized in, in different ways. Mm -hmm. A priest only can give you his best recommendation of what he thinks it doesn't mean that he's right you're saying and so yeah. definitely check out uh felix's videos uh in the show description below because he does know since he is a canon lawyer and this is what he does for a living um but he also said to contact your diocese as well because they can uh help you and lead you to the right 
uh, people. Mm -hmm. So we actually are coming to the end of our show, Felix. And so Mm -hmm. let me ask you, um, a lot of people, we had started to say this earlier, but a lot of people say that, you know, annulments are too expensive or they're too hard to get or they're too easy to get. And people have um, uh, objections, I guess, to annulments. Now, I think some of these things can be true sometimes, right? Um, There are abuses, I guess it might be said that way, that do happen and can happen. But maybe could you explain that uh, to us in a little bit more depth and uh, as to what we should think about it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course, there are abuses. I mean, we are are human and, and, and... And some of us are corrupt, and, and that's why we have a, a penal law. That's why the church has mechanisms in place to prevent that. But we are not naive about it. We know that, that these things happen, and, and that's why there are laws, uh, for instance, that we judges must never perceive gifts from the parties in a case. Right? Why? Well, because you must not do it, because you've got to be impartial, and... Um, also, there are n- n- not corruptions in the sense of I get something, in, but, but also intellectual corruptions uh, that uh, I, the popes, as I was saying before, have criticized the pope, not, not the signatura apostolica, no, no, the popes have criticized very, very strongly several times saying this, I mean, in, in other words, but saying what you were saying in the beginning, this is not the Catholic divorce. I mean, um, uh, for instance, in my videos, I quote the famous, I think it's 1989, I'm not sure, uh, speech of John Paul II to the Roman Rhoda, which is quoted by Benedict XVI years later, saying uh, that the, this, this spectacle that we see that all marriages are declared invalid in some diocese, this is a scandal. And they say, this is a scandal. And you, you and I know what the Bible says to those who scandalize, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Very harsh so, words. Yeah, so uh, that is real. And, and of course it's real. And, and, and I would say, look, in the church, in the entrance, we have confessionals. And the mass starts asking forgiveness. Why? Because we know we are sinners. We know it. We know it. That there's no, oh my God, there is a sinner in the church. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That's the idea, right? So, St. Augustine was saying when he said that the church was holy and prostitute, Sancta et Meretrix, that's St. Augustine teaching. Okay, right. You and I know, and, and this is no different. Um, I would always advise prudence. Okay, Never judge until you know everything. Uh, this is something that my job as a judge teaches me, that you never know the whole story. You know, sometimes right. you listen to one party, oh my God, the other one is very, very bad. And, and you listen to the other one and say, wow, maybe they will. <laughs> so things are not easy. Situations are complicated. The church has been suffering one of the worst crises of her history in the last decades. And that's I mean, no secret to anybody. And I don't know. I mean, sometimes people see a small part See this. This is corrupt. It is, and, and you gotta you gotta look at the big picture. But I, I mean, my experience so far has been a, of general good, of a, of a, of a, of a, 
I mean, most of the people that I have found, most of the huge majority, with very few exceptions, are uh, people of God who, who really want to do God's work, etc. I found a few exceptions in my life, and, and that's no secret, you know, to anyone who knows the church. Yeah, for me, um, you know, saying, oh, well, it's too expensive. But as you said, it doesn't even really cost money anymore in most places. And other people say they're too hard to get. Other people say they're too easy to get. You know, <clears throat> the reality is these are just excuses um, because people don't want to have to go through the work of getting an annulment, you know, and that is true. A, sometimes that is true. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes true, it's that. true. Yeah. Sometimes it's true. Like, I don't know. I could tell you, from my experience, cases of people who you can tell they are doing this not because of them, but because of their parents or of the person they want to marry. They really don't want to do this. And you can tell you know, the way they approach the process, etc. For other people, by the way, the process is a spiritual healing process. Which yeah, is For some Absolutely. people, going all over it with the authority of the church. And by the way, I haven't said that, but I think that we, that the operators of Canon Law, we have a huge responsibility here because people come to us in, in, a, in a very difficult situations and they are opening their hearts for us, telling us very, very delicate, extremely delicate stuff about their sexual life, about their emotions, about mm -hmm. how they were raised. Uh, and, and if you do that well, so if you are caring and respectful and, and you have a word of compassion and, and you put it with the salt of the gospel, as St. Paul said, and you can do an amazing good and you can help people in a, in a beautiful way. And, and I have, you know, in, in, in my past experienced this, people who thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been... This has been very good for me. I have been healed by the Holy Spirit throughout this. For others, however, it's not that. And, and we got to be very honest about it. For some people, going through the Nolman process is very difficult. Huh? And, and, and that's got to be said too. Yeah, you're right. And I know for certain people, it has been very difficult. But, mm. you know, if you want to go through it, it has to be done. You know, there's no way around it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The converse, I will confirm what you've already said, is also true, is that I've had many people have, find healing through this, mm. you know, and they found God and they found um, more happiness in their life through this process. And, you know, and now they are happily married because they took the time mm -hmm. and the effort. And it is effort sometimes. Sometimes, it, as you said, it is a lot of work, but it's worth it for many people. And um, I would recommend that if you have more questions on this topic, please go to Felix Menendez's uh, YouTube, which I'll put in the show links below. I'll put his YouTube link there, his uh, email address. If you want to get in touch with him, feel free to ask him questions on this, or he can appoint you to the right people. But I think the best uh, course of action would be go, to go to his YouTube channel. He said that anyone at any time can ask him questions and he will answer them. So if you are hearing this and you're still a little confused or you still have questions that weren't answered, you know, I know this isn't going to be, 
you know, fully comprehensive. People have written whole books on it. He has a whole YouTube series on it. So if you still have questions, that's fine. That's good. Get your questions answered. Go to him, go to his videos and ask those questions directly so he can know and be able to help you. Because a lot of times without um, the information, without, uh, you know, a full understanding of the situation, it's hard to answer a question, especially generically. So if you, you want to give it, you know, I'm asking for a friend, you know, <laughs> my friend wants to know, feel Absolutely, free to yeah. ask away and he'll be able yeah. to give you the answers. Listen, Felix, I want to really thank you for coming on our show today. There's thank a ton you, of Ryan. people who have these questions and um, I think you did a great job of, uh, answering them. And there's so much confusion on this. You can hear even myself, who's a very educated Catholic, is still mm-hmm. confused on some of these points because I've heard things, you know, from priests and shows and different things. And I think the best thing to do is go to the canon lawyers who are the experts on this and to get the truth on these. Um, so you've taught me a lot and I'm sure you've taught the people who are listening a lot. So really, thank, thank you so much you. for coming right. on the show. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It was great to see you again after all these years. I hope someday we can meet in person again. And thank you very much for inviting me. Absolutely. And may God bless you. And as I understand it, you have a new wife. So God bless you and your new family. I do. I do. Thank you. Amen. Dios te bendiga. A ti también. All right. (laughs) Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye.